With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. All right. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, the Velvet Machete. And we are now officially on our second episode where we are introducing the Bombshell Business Experts. So last week in episode 49, we talked to Keith Troop, who is the Bombshell Business Expert on all things mobile marketing to kick off this new team approach that we've got going on. Um, These trusted friends and professionals are delivering their best advice to you. They're doing blog posts and they're being interviewed quarterly, of course, on the Bombshell Business Podcast so that you can grow your business through their amazing experience and uh, suggestions. So you can learn all about them at amberhurdle.com forward slash bombshell business experts. And um, of course, they'll also have a page in the Bombshell Business app coming September 1st, which, of course, um, da, 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 we are having an app. It's going to be robust. It's not going to be a lame app. Um, we are, it will definitely launch September 1st um, with the web app. And then um, hopefully it'll be in the iTunes store for um, iPhones. Um, as a native app, and then definitely um, as an Android app. iTunes takes a little bit longer. So of course, I'm pulling the curtain completely back on this. And I'm, I'm going to talk you through the entire process so that if you were interested um, down the road or immediately about building an app for your business, which is pretty smart to do because everybody's on mobile, um, then you'll kind of be able to see what I'm struggling with and what's working and all that kind of stuff. So no matter what happens, September 1st, we'll have a version of it. And and, um, and we'll talk you through like what was going on behind the scenes and why we got all of it published or not all of it published or whatever. So um, if you want to learn more about the Bumshell Business Experts, about the app, about the other stuff that's coming your way, then um, go to amberhurl.com forward slash bombshell dash fall dash 2018 dash updates. Um, and of course, we'll put that link in the show notes as well. And another announcement, whoop, whoop. Um, you need to know <laughs> that I'm doing a live in-person open to the public event on November 1st from 9 to 12. It's going to be amazing because I don't do anything that's not amazing. And I'm partnering with uh, just really the most fun and innovative folks <laughs> They're just super cool people out at the Nelson Andrews Leadership Center in Nashville. Um, I've had the privilege of getting to know some of them um, through our TEDx uh, Society of Fellows that we're involved in and just going down there. And so we decided to partner on offering 
um, the Fascination Advantage Assessment Workshop. So usually I only do this in um, corporate environments or like um, I did it with hundreds and hundreds of women uh, just recently at Stella and Dot's annual uh, Hoopla conference. So that was super fun. So I do it in those type of settings where people pay me to come in as a Fascinate certified advisor. And there's just not a lot of opportunities um, to do it or I just choose not to do it for the public because then it's just a lot of work to be quite honest when I can just waltz in and and teach people. So um, we decided this was important and something vital. Um, Nashville is growing. Um, The leadership in Nashville is growing and evolving. And the cool thing about the fascination advantage assessment is that it shows you how the world sees you. Um, And so I dare say, whether you're in Nashville or you're going to fly to Nashville to come, and by the way, there's only 40 seats, (laughs) so you might want to get on this, but there's just really never been a time where it's more important to understand how your personal brand is seen by others and how to apply that insight so that you can be more influential, so you can stand out, so so you're always over-delivering. Because, I mean, whether whether you're listening, you're like, hey, I'm in a corporate environment or a nonprofit environment, or you're like, yes, I'm an actual small business owner, leveraging the best of you and not trying to fix what your weaknesses are is truly your fastest path to success. So that's why I'm totally obsessed with this. I've, I've been involved with Fascinate for like five years. I um, got certified. Sally Hogshead, the creator, is a, a genius. Um, the whole team at Fascinate, they're amazing. They're like my family. Um, and so I want to help you find your little zone of genius so that you can share that with your world. And then you just communicate and you lead more powerfully. You you have confidence and you're able to persuade other people because you're just being more of who you are. So I know you're thinking like, okay, I've done Myers-Briggs, I've done DISC, I've done Strengths Finders, and those are all great. And I use those tools also. I think it's very important for you to understand your point of view on how you see things, so how you see the world. But with a fascinate personality test, you actually get to see yourself through the eyes of your clients and your coworkers and your peers. And I know that we're all struggling, um, you know, to figure, I say we, y'all are all struggling. Um, Let me back that up again, using big, big words. Many of you are struggling to really understand what makes you different. And this is a three minute tool that makes it happen. And then in this workshop, I will actually help you craft your own personal tagline. So we will be sure that before you leave, you have a way to say, this is what I do and this is how I do it differently than anybody. But again, there's only 40 seats. So if you're thinking you want my attention on your personal brand for like a ridiculously affordable price, then you need to register like seriously ASAP. Um, You can go to Eventbrite. It's under Nelson Andrew um, Leadership Center's Eventbrite account. And um, you can just search for your fascination advantage with Amber Hurdle. And that will bring you to it. Or you can go to um, episode 50's show notes and I'll have a link to that. And I also have a blog post um, on my website too about it. So um, I think those are all of the announcements. Let's do a solid shout out to um, a listener who left a fantastic rating and review. 
you know, I love these because when you leave a rating and review and you tell other people why you listen to this podcast and how it impacts you, then that gives other women a reason to dive in and listen and get all of this free, juicy um, business advice. And then I get to help more women and you are helping more women by doing that. So um, straight talk, and I'm reading this off my phone. So um, for some reason, it was not pulling up on my computer. Um straight talk with so much something I can't I can't finish reading it so um five stars I think I'm a hard sell let me go back this is radically distinct sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited today I can't keep my uh my ducks in a row uh, so radically distinct says I think I'm a hard sell when it comes to my time just binge listen to this podcast for three hours Amber is so on point and well worth your time. I love the breadcrumbs, number one, and mindset, number 47 episodes. And it's got a little emoticon with um, like the money dollar sign thing on on its tongue, like the smiley face, um, lipstick, a clap, and a clap. (laughs) So thank you, Radically Distinct, for that amazing review. Um, Okay, so we've got all of our announcements, and we are definitely... um, appreciative of of everything that y'all do to support the podcast let's talk about what's about to go down with the interview so in this interview i talked to bombshell business expert mary barbie who is our productivity and virtual assistant and systems expert we talk all about how you can take a step back after the summer break in your routine and whether you have kids or you don't let's be real the the sun being out longer and you know longer days it just there is a disruption and every time that there's a shift in the seasons there is just a shift in how we do everything it's natural so when you have that break in your routine and um you need to get your poop in a group (laughs) she's going to help us launch into an uber productive fall season. So if you want to finish 2018 strong, then Mary has actually three ways you can make it happen. And she'll explain why she does everything in threes. And then she even talks about like must read books and tech tools and other things that will like totally rock your bombshell business world. So um, we we link to everything in the show notes. Um, It's a really, really great episode. And I'm very appreciative to Mary for all that she's offered um, to y'all. So you ready? Let's do this. Okay, so we're here with Mary Barbie, and she is going to walk us through the three E's to remember to be uber productive after summer ends. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, Mary. Hi, Amber. Thanks so much for having me. I am so excited. I may be one of your biggest fans (laughs) and have listened to almost all of your podcast episodes, so Super grateful to be here. Super honored. Thanks for having me. Well, I I was very particular about who I invited into um, the Bombshell Business Experts Network, and I am equally as excited to share your expertise and all of your awesomeness and your positivity and and just even your life experiences with, with the Bombshell community. So thank you. Awesome. So, okay. You have the three E's, and we're about to dive into that, but um, there's a reason why you tend to do things in threes. I thought that might be interesting to talk about first. Can you explain? Can you explain yourself, Lucy? (laughs) Sure, sure. Okay, so I own Custom VA Solutions, which is a virtual assistant service, and 
my tagline is that uh, we triple your productivity. So I have just, it's kind of become a weird habit of mine to uh, do everything in threes because of that. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, it's it's funny too because um, I remember things really well in threes. And my one of my mentors and also the um, gentleman who wrote the foreword to the Bombshell Businesswoman, my book, um, used to tell me he's like, and he still does. It's funny. Like I, I even catch him now. Uh, now that he's not my boss, I, I can say these things to him. <laughs> but he he'll just say, okay, I want you to remember three things, or he'll say, well, here's what I think you need to do, and it's always in three. And and there's got to be a reason behind that. I think it's just because it's easy to digest. So that's totally. what we're going with today. Um, so on that note, take us through the process. The three E's to remember to be uber productive after summer ends. Let's start with the first E. What is that, Mary? The first E is to exhale. So <sighs> allow yourself to breathe, right? Right. So if you're a mompreneur out there with um, a business as a mom of little children, um, then it's totally fine to take the first day back to school to be totally about you, like go get a mani-pedi, you know, do self-care things, take a nap, read a book, <laughs> those kind of things to just kind of shift gears from the crazy chaotic summer to now having um, the opportunity to totally refocus and having some peace and quiet. Yeah. You know, I I'm, I've stayed pretty busy through the summer. Usually I take a big step back. Um, obviously I did on content. Everybody I'm sure is like, where's Amber's podcast? Uh, but, but actually delivering work to people has been still very busy. And I don't have small children. I have um, grown children and then I have a 15-year-old son. And I actually um, alternate every other week with his very involved dad um, so I don't even have him every week, but just the sheer disruption of, I have Derek this week, I don't have Derek this week, or, you know, I'm going to try to cram everything into the week that I don't have him versus I'm, you know, I know I'm going to have nine teenagers at my house multiple days on the weeks that I do have him. I mean, it's just whether I've taken a slowdown or it's just a total disruption of the norm, that's that can really halt my productivity. Um, obviously, since I have not put a podcast out. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, I think anytime you're transitioning into a new season or out of a holiday time period, or, you know, no matter where you're at um, in your life, it's always important to take time to like have a clear mind, you know, whether that means that you spend some extra time meditating or, you know, uh, spend a little bit more extra time on yourself. I think that, you know, especially just the recovery period just requires so much self-care. And um, really, that's that's a big part of becoming successful, don't you think? Oh, totally agree. The, the more that I try to cram in, the less successful I am. The more that I take opportunity to take a step back and say, okay, pause. This is where here is. What's going right? What am I not loving? Who do I need to bring in to get me to where I need to go? And, you know, what do I need to stop doing? I mean, it's just, that's what a CEO does. You know, when you're talking about being a she-eo, you're talking about being a visionary person. And then also, you're probably most likely doing the work, too. Um, so if you don't take, I mean, I love this. I, I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me to do this. And I, I know my son goes back very early. Um 
So I don't know if I could do it the first week because of things that I'm already committed to, but I'm, I'm going to take like maybe a spa day his second week and just, totally. It's a great, great habit, great tradition to start for sure. Yeah. I'm ne- but I'm going to mark my calendar for next, for next year and be like, I have Mary's permission to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, you do not need my permission. <laughs> it's helpful. It's helpful. We're hard on ourselves. Okay. Right, right. So the first E to remember to be uber productive after the summer ends is exhale. What right. is the second E? The second E, you kind of started leading into it. It's to evaluate. And so um, after summer is over, you only have about four to five months left of the year, depending on what part of the country or world you're living in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, a lot of experts say, and they're right, that it's really not the time to set new goals. A lot of people are like, okay, summer's over. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to just set all new goals for the rest of the year. Wonk, wonk. Right. Really, you should take some time to um, evaluate the goals that you set earlier in the year, right? And then find areas, you know, where you can gain traction and and create even more momentum with where you were going maybe before the season got a hold of you. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so definitely don't waste your time setting new goals. Instead, evaluate where you are so that you can really make the most of the goals that you already have set in place and have actually already, already started making, you know, movement toward. Absolutely. And, and I'll put in the show notes to, um, links to, um, like my goal setting posts. Um, I know that I, I do one on vision boards. My husband and I, as you know, go out of town every new year's. We don't do the parties. We don't do anything like that. We literally leave town, um, and spend a couple days planning for the year, not just our, we're both entrepreneurs, not just for our businesses, but for our marriage and our family. And this is, this is a time it's like, all right, <laughs> we're in the final stretch. What do we need to do to make this happen? Um, but not everybody does that, Mary. So what about the people who did not set goals that are feeling anxious about where they are in their business, or maybe they're wanting to stretch themselves at the end of the year because they were successful without even making goals? What would you recommend to them? Well, it's still the evaluation piece. And like you were saying, you know, it's time to self-assess and and see what you've been doing right and what you have not been doing so well. And, um, you know, it, it's just it's a time to stop, exhale and evaluate where you are. Right. And, you know, I'm I'm not I don't have right in front of me the order in which all these podcasts are, are going to come out or all these episodes are going to come out. But I know Alex Hubenthal, um, my virtual CFO, um, will be talking about also taking this time to evaluate where you are so that you can project where you want to go the next year, because the time to plan for next year is if it's, you know, financially, it's kind of (laughs) now. So yeah, uh, absolutely. I'll just put that little teaser out there too. Okay. So the first E to remember, um, to be uber productive after summer is exhale the second E is evaluate where you are, where you want to go, who you need in, in your tribe, who you need to kick out of your tribe, maybe, who you need to kick out of your headspace, maybe. And now we're on to the third E, which is what? To execute. So this is my favorite part because this is where we get to talk about <laughs> productivity tips. And that's kind of my favorite thing to talk about. So 
um, as a virtual assistant, I work with clients every day, all day long on how to become more productive. And it's like a never ending game. It's not anything you totally ever master. And I will admit that like, even in my downtime, I'm reading books about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm kind of a Nerds geek when it unite. comes to productivity. <laughs> Uh, and I've tried a million different things. And so, you know, there's, um, there's never like a one winning productivity tip that fits everyone's style, but you know, it's important to be open to, um, a whole bunch of different ideas and figuring out which ones work best for you. So execute, 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 you know, like action conquers fear. That's one of my favorite phrases to say. Um, You definitely have to make things happen. You only, you don't want to over plan, you know, you want to evaluate, but the reason you don't want to start setting new goals right away in the, you know, near the end of the third quarter is because you don't want to get caught up. What, what is it called? Analysis paralysis. (laughs) I I could be good at that if I let myself be for sure. Yeah, it's tempting, right? So, um, so yeah, you definitely have to make it happen for yourself. And so, so in the light of going with the number three, I have three productivity tips to help you think about how you can execute when the summer ends. Sweet. What's the first one? Okay. So the first one we're going to talk about is calendar management and, um, time blocking. So a lot of people, that I've run into in my world, they, it surprises me like crazy that they don't use a productivity tool like Asana, for instance, or Trello or Basecamp. You know, there's a ton of them. I, I love Asana. I know you were going to ask me that. (laughs) (laughs) I love Asana. I live inside it. It's on every electronic device that travels with me and every electronic device that sits at home. So, and in my office, So yeah, I live and breathe Asana, but, um, you know, I also use Google calendar for, um, everything else in my life that isn't, uh, business related. So my family, my, my daughters, I also have two daughters. One of them is a college graduate and the other is 17 going into her senior year at high school. So we all have our busy schedules. And so we all link together to the same family calendar (laughs) so that we know when we are planning to go see a movie, for instance, or something like that. So or if someone else has something going on where they need me there. So but what a lot of people don't realize is with Google Calendar is that there is a task function, a feature in Google Calendar that you can actually use that for your productivity tool if you aren't in love with something else. And then you have everything in one place. So Google Calendar is totally your best friend. You can color coordinate it. But the most important, the most exciting part about using a calendar tool such as that for productivity is that you can time block your task so that you can really be super uber productive throughout your day. And you can actually monitor like how long it's taken you to get each task done. And, you know, having an end time to your task is super important because, uh, well, perfection is the enemy of productivity. And that's, there's really like no other way to say that. (laughs) That is for sure. You know, my rule on that, um, and I just developed this when I was still in corporate because I I just, um, 
as a career communicator and event person, you're, it's just always going at full steam and you have a bajillion tasks to get done for communication and event plans. And, um, so my rule, and I have this in, uh, the bombshell businesswoman in the book and in all the free bonuses, I think it is in, I'm trying to look for the chapter real quick, bear with me, applying time strategy. So starting on page 217, uh, if the task takes less than 15 minutes, then it's a task that I would put in that protocol that you just outlined. But if the task takes more than 15 minutes, then that becomes its own calendar appointment because it's it's highly likely that if you think it's going to take 16 minutes, it's really going to take 30. So you may as well just block like that chunk just for that thing on your calendar. That's my own little tip. Do Absolutely. It. Do with it what you will. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, as an entrepreneur, you really have to become a master at finding the balance um, per- between perfection and good enough, right? right? And be able to move on to the next thing. So, And even, and, and then like if, I, I know a lot of bombshells, myself included, and you, are, are kind of type A, and we want things to be excellent, and we want our brands to be shiny. And so I think it's a matter of, okay, what am I going to invest my A effort into, and where can I have a B, and it's probably still everybody else's A. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That makes total sense. All right. What else? So um, the second productivity tip is all about prioritizing. So I wanted I want to tell you that I read, um, I'm sure you've probably read this book. It's called Essentialism yes. by Greg McEwen. Oh my gosh, it's such it's such a great book. But um one of the best things that I took away from it was that the word product or the word priority was introduced to the English language back in like the 1400s. And it was only singular. (laughs) 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 And then in the 1900s, it, um, it just like kind of became a plural word priorities. And so it was no longer like everyone has one priority, right? (laughs) It's all about having, five or 20 priorities for the day. (laughs) So, so there's lots of different prioritizing strategies. And again, you know, different personalities respond differently to different strategies, but um, it's definitely something that I switch up from day to day too. As an entrepreneur, I have the ability to do that. (laughs) It's one of the benefits, (laughs) but, um, but there are two total opposite ones that I switch from uh, back and forth all the time. And the first one is the eat the frog first prioritizing strategy. Have you heard of that one, Amber? Uh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, I don't know who came, I can't remember who it was actually that came up with that phrase, but I think it was Mark Twain who actually said, um, you know, like if it's your job to eat the frog, do it first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, so basically, what does that mean? It basically just means that the most daunting task, the hardest task or the one that is just really looming heavily over your shoulders, you know, that's the one that you should tackle first so that the rest of your day or, you know, when that is completed, then it's just kind of a downhill kind of thing after that. Yeah. Like rip the bandaid. That's my, that's my phrase. You could ask anybody in my life from my um, esthetician and um, friends over at my 
Medispa to my doctor to anybody that I work with is like, just rip the Band-Aid off. Let's just, whatever the worst thing is, let's do that part first. <laughs> because then, <laughs> then, and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. There's actually a, a, a book, and I do think, I can't remember if it's Mark Twain or not to reinforce that, but I know this his phrase has been around for a long time, but Brian Tracy actually wrote the book, Eat That Frog, 21 Great Ways to Stop Procrastinating and Get More Done in Less Time. So we'll we'll link to that and we'll also link it to essentialism if you all um, want to dive deeper into these amazing strategies that Mary Absolutely. is sharing with us. So what if I wake up and um, I'm PMSing and I didn't, I knocked over my coffee and I'm like, I'm just going to go into the office, but I am not eating that frog. What's an alternative way to tackle uh, the day? <laughs> so for days that I have like that, I just, um, what I do is I take a glimpse at my very long to-do list, <laughs> my priorities, as you say, um, and I crank out all of the super quick tasks first. So the biggest benefit of doing that is the thought process is the mindset of I've gotten so much done because now I have this list that has all these check marks on it, you know, and, uh, and so, yeah, so that can also be very productive actually to crank out all the, the quick task first before you actually start to chew on that frog. <laughs> love it. Love it. I, I do that sometimes too, but I do find that when I switch to that, Method methodology. Sometimes the the most important thing sits for a couple of days, and then I'm scrambling at the last minute. So I'm just going to throw in there: don't abuse that privilege. Yeah, <laughs> be like Mary. Oh, totally. Balance the frog and the quick wins. <laughs> yeah, and actually, um, a third strategy that I actually try to follow more than more than the other two is that when you're looking at your list of priorities, to really look at the and really make the highest priorities the the tasks that are going to move you the quickest to your goals. Yeah. So that way, I mean, the benefits are in the end, right? So you're going to get the quickest benefit from something that, you know, is going to move you even quicker towards your goal. Yeah. Yeah, and so like um revenue generating to-dos. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I know. I love to live in the creative space and develop and and you know make things pretty and plan and those type of things. But if it's not turning green in the end, then you're not really working on your business. You're working on things. So um, that I know that's something I always constantly have to keep in check for myself. Um, so that being said, you would not recommend your productivity strategy being let your emails command your to-do list? Oh, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> um, so now that we're talking about authors, Brendan Burchard is also another one of my favorites. And um, his book, The Charge, just basically changed my life, honestly, after um, my divorce. And one of the takeaways from Brendan's teachings is that you can easily let someone else run your agenda when you jump into email right away, mm -hmm. they basically take over your to-do list. And that is the quickest way to in, to triple your to-do list is by looking at your email first thing in the morning. So um, it's really important that only you decide what your MITs are, your most important task. And, uh, and you know, time block that email management, you know, just like anything else. Yeah. 
You know, I've gotten pretty hardcore about that because, and I say this all the time, I get so many pitches and I get people who want me to promote their products or, you know, be an affiliate or whatever. And um, if I lived in my inbox, I, I would just, I'd be a mad person and I would, I would be a professional. Well, not because I wouldn't even get paid to do it. So, so a, um, an amateur email responder, that would be my <laughs> business or lack thereof. And, uh, yeah. And, and so I'm just real with people. And even like my out of office says, like, I'm going to reply to clients and potential clients first. And if you are pitching something or trying to get me to promote a product, I might not get to you at all. And that's with all great respect. But if I try to do that after I've been gone for six days, like I've been this week, that I would never get anything done. And I'm, I'm not going to delegate that to somebody else that I'm paying to tell somebody, no, thank you, not right now. So, I mean, there's, it's not like I used to be like, oh my gosh, I might hurt their feelings. If they don't, they've pitched like 8,000 people. They don't care. Right. <laughs> and to anybody right. who's pitching me, I am so sorry because I do greatly care about whatever it is that you're working hard towards, but it's not on my priority list. And so I can't just because I want to be a nice person suddenly, you know, not provide for my family because you have a, a goal to get my attention. Like I can't do it. And, and drawing those lines when you're, a, a caring person can be really difficult. It really can. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, it's extremely important. You know, you've said this a million times that you have to be able to say no if you're if you're reaching for success. You know, we, this whole trend of this year is, is my year for yes. <laughs> it makes sense for some people, for sure. But um, for all the entrepreneurs that I work with, I feel like as a virtual assistant, I'm coaching half of my clients on how to say no to opportunities and really just to stay focused on, you know, the goals they have already set and, you know, being able to, to really execute those. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and, you know, I always say, if you say, if you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And so my rule is I will always say yes to being the wife and mother and daughter and sister that I'm called to be that I'm saying yes to that. So everything in my business goes back to supporting that. And if I have to choose between what you want and what is right for my family, by way of my business, I'm choosing my family every time. And when you make it simple like that, when it's like you're choosing between two things, instead of not just saying no to somebody, then I think it helps you be a little bit clearer on the, the consequence of saying yes. Oh, that's good, Amber. That's really good. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Well, so let's see here. We, okay, so the third the third productivity tip, are you ready? I'm ready, totally ready. This is actually one of my favorites. And it's mess creates stress. Yes. <laughs> that is so important to remember. You know, one it rhymes, which I love everything that rhymes. Alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm also um, a self-proclaimed clean freak, <laughs> honestly. And, uh, and but I do believe that mess creates stress. I mean, it makes sense in your house, right? Mm-hmm. Like you walk into your kitchen in the morning. If, if it didn't get clean the night before, you may not have a very calm morning. <laughs> I would not. No. 
But um, but the same that really it's so important for your workspace to be organized, both both physically and electronically organized. Um, so if you that's really a great way to start your season after the summer ends is to really take the first day or week if it requires a week, depending on what you need to really get organized and uh, and clean up your mess. I feel like that could be an entirely different episode. I mean, just that alone. And I know I have some videos from a challenge that I did maybe last year at the beginning of the year where I showed how I organized my emails and my online and and computer files. And I mean, I even showed how I organized my um, vanity because I'm with you. If my space is a mess, I cannot function. Um, and today I walked into my office after being gone for six days and I have a new puppy. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram at Nashville Gibbs, um, plug for the pup. And, and before I left, I was like putting everything up on my desk so he couldn't get into it. And I walked in this morning for the first time in six days. And I was like, (gasps) I mean, I just immediately started feeling anxiety. And before I did anything, I started sifting through all this stuff that I was just throwing around to keep my puppy out of it. So yeah, it's, it's huge. It's actually huge in your life. And it's, you know, it's related. It ties into your mindset. It ties into your productivity. Um, And, you know, the best way is really just to stay on top of it. So you do little things throughout the day to stay organized. You know, you go ahead and, and file that correctly while you're thinking about it. Mm -hmm. You go ahead and schedule that on the calendar and and put all the notes in the calendar event while you're thinking about it. And uh, those little things make a huge difference. You know, and I I would dare say that I could accuse many people of um, being completely qualified to be on the show Hoarders email edition because their (laughs) inbox is just littered with opened emails that they did nothing with. They didn't delete them. They didn't save them. They didn't archive them. They didn't act on them. They're just living there creating stress. I I mean, you get lost in, in the email inbox. Um, and so I just echo completely what you say, create a system. I would stop before you do anything for the remainder of the year. If you want to be effective, look around your office, get rid of the crap that you don't need. There's probably files that you don't need. You probably have more pens on your desk than you absolutely need. You probably have trinkets on your desk that are making you feel anxiety that you don't even realize are making you feel anxious. And you probably have a, a messy um, system. And I'm not, I'm not calling you out to be like, oh, I can't believe you don't. I'm calling you out because it doesn't have to be that way. You can just start small. Like today, I'm just going to clean out my physical um, filing cabinet. And then the next day, you can say, I'm going to get my inbox down to 100 And I'm going to create a filing system that makes sense for me. And I'll link to some of these videos to help you do that. Um, But love, love, mess creates stress. So how do you, um, how do you wrap up the end of your day to prepare yourself for the next day? Um, Well, it goes back to planning and prioritizing. I just make sure that, you know, I I kind of do a little bit of brainstorming. I I check in with myself and with my work to um, see where I'm at, you know, with I update my priority list. I plan for the next morning so that 
when I wake up, I already have a plan in place. And that is part of the mess that I'm talking about. You know, if you, once you get on track and you start, you know, even more so than the physical part of things to, to really stay organized in all areas of your business, then, uh, then, you know, you start the day off on the right foot and you can execute right away. Yeah. I have a real hard time coming in cold if I haven't the night before or the evening before when I'm wrapping up written down, like, this is what you need to work on first. <laughs> because yeah. <laughs> ADD squirrel. <laughs> oh, I know. I'll toss and turn all night long. Like I won't sleep. I'll be like, Oh, did I do that? Did I get that done? And, and wake up just completely a ball of stress. <laughs> yeah. And if you travel like I do, I mean, that, that, like you've gone through different time zones and your priorities have shifted based on the client that you're with or the, the speaking gig that you gave. And then you come back and it's like, okay, where was I? I mean, so it's very, very yeah. important to, to like almost, it's like a bookmark, a bookmark for where you are in the, in the project process. And that's also why project management software is so helpful because you just pull up what you're supposed to get done that day and it tells you it's a beautiful thing. Um, Absolutely. Okay. So We've covered the three E's to be uber productive after summer. So the first is exhale. So take some time to yourself, go to the spa or get a pedicure or even just sit at home and do nothing. Netflix binge it. Um, The second E is to evaluate, evaluate where you are in the year and consider what you need to do to stay on your original goals for the for Q4. And then the third E is execute. And Mary has given us amazing ways that we can do that in effective strategic way keeping our priorities straight and not wasting time or energy and um i think you have a little something something to help bombshells with these three e's so uh, oh yeah absolutely what you got for us so um i have a list of five productivity tools that will save you so much time that they will basically make you money Word. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, I assume that you'll put the link down in the show notes yes. and um, absolutely check that out. They are five productivity tools that are I consider profitable because they save you so much time. And they are things that I use every day in my life as a virtual assistant and my clients use them in their lives uh, as well. So, Well, I don't think that you could get better tools than from somebody who actually keeps entrepreneurs on track day in and day out. I dare say you've probably tried them all and you've narrowed them down to the very best and and she's sharing her best for free with you. So thank you so much, Mary, for that gift. Absolutely. So any parting words for our bombshells before we wrap up this hugely helpful episode? I mean, I've been taking notes for myself too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will just say to keep in mind, if you take anything away from this, that the, the really important thing to think about that the ultimate key to success is doing less, but better. So get the highest possible return on everything that you touch. I love that less, but better. Oh, as women, we try to do it all and be it all and have it all and see it all. Less but better. That's what I want to close on today. Mary, thank you so much for generously sharing all of these amazing tips with us. I appreciate you. Oh, you're so welcome. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. All right. Until next time. 
Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses. <laughs>